With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Drift Car Sharing. I'm Henry Chisholm. To my left is AJ Hayfley. And to my far left is Andre Simone. Uh, going back to AJ, though, if you guys have been listening to the Draft Podcast for a while, since before it was me, uh, you know AJ, and you know that he has some hot takes. You know that he oh. likes to fight. And uh, I'm really excited <laughs> for this to be more aggressive and less fun. That oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this took a super weird turn. I didn't know. I didn't prepare. Right off the right off the hop, this took a really aggressive turn. This is the part that I'm bad at because I always just like say my name and then jump into talking. Yeah, that's what I always. And used then to I do. was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not alone." Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, I I never I never knew how to drive the show, and I was always like, eh, "Andre and I are here gonna talk about teenagers." Yeah, sure, that's what we do. Uh, so the one on the other end, you guys do a great job of driving the show. I just want to let you know. <laughs> Welcome back, AJ. What Thank a you. pleasure! My yeah, God, I what a pleasure! Finally, have a minute to oh. uh, to talk a little football draft. I'm excited. So, what have you been up to in the eight months or whatever? Covering since? hockey. Oh yeah, that's right. Your yeah. day job. Yeah. How's that going? You like well, hockey? They're good. They are good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're hurt right now, but you know, uh-huh. with them in Western Canada for the next week and a half, I had more time on my hands than normal. So. I mean, we act like he's a long lost friend. We see him regularly, and anything he's up to, you can see on Twitter or the DNVR. Yeah, right. yeah, he does true. a daily podcast. Yeah, like, right. Right. I'm, I'm not well up to date, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, have been gone for eight months. Yeah. Before we actually jump into the show, AJ, I yeah. want I want one hot take about college football, about draft prospects, just off the top of your head. What is one draft take on the spot for this class? Yep, right now. Or um, oh, I don't know. Whatever you're feeling hot. Class yeah, too, sure. You you, well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still a stud. He's still number one. Oh, really? Um, okay. But I really, I think that. Gosh, a hot take right off the top of my head, man. <laughs> it's um, hard. It's hard. I I think that this is the worst class of pass rushers that we've seen in the last like five years. Even with Chase Young. Yeah, I mean Chase Young's great. Okay. And Just, that's the end of list. Like. Like you, you, we might not see. Like we will see a pass rusher go again in the top fifteen mm-hmm. because teams are desperate for them. But I think that this is just a a class that does not deserve that kind of guy. Like I don't, I I don't even really know where I would start yeah. with the with the list after Chase. Everybody else has been such a disappointment that it's just like you watch these guys and it's just. It's not there, man. Like you're, you <laughs> yeah. don't have a, you don't have a. There's, there's not a dominant athlete that you can talk yourself into, like a Rashawn Gary last year. You yeah. know, there's not, yeah. there's not a statistical monster destroying a small school like with an Ed Oliver. You yeah. know, although yeah. not, you know, a 
pass rush. Like a Marcus but, Davenport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at uh, uh, UTSA, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a Texas San Antonio Hank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he oh, knew. Yeah. I forgot that Hank's actually our expert on the small schools. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, all I know. Yeah. No, I, I just think that this <laughs> this class of pass rushers couldn't be more disappointing. Honestly, it's. And they weren't supposed to be like coming into the year. Right. We were excited. Were, like, AJ were, Epinesa is supposed to be the dude. Right. Like there were three or four guys coming into the year where it was like, you you know, you, you were keeping an eye on them and it was going to be like a normal year. Uh, I would also say that I've been a little disappointed by Grant Delpit. Who I loved mm. coming into the season, it's true, and and thought was like, oh my god, he's going to be a top five safety. This is going to, yep. I mean, he's a human wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to do, he's going to destroy opposing offenses, and he just hasn't. Like, what a he's, fantastically he's, measured and educated hot take that. Was. There we go. <laughs> I love yeah. that. There we go. I mean, terrific. I, and and the Grant Delpit one is probably more for me because I loved him so much yep. coming into the season yep. that seeing how he's how his season has gone has just kind of been like. This is why the junior year sucks. Like, you know, this right. is this is why getting hyped about underclassmen is one of those things where it's you're just like, uh They almost always end up disappointing you yeah, because like, you hype them up and then it's like, oh, once I start looking at them with a critical eye, yeah, they're right, not well, the phenom I made them out. This is yeah. this is gonna start building with the uh the other Antoine Winfield, little Antoine Winfield, you know, where Minnesota. Yeah, like yeah. big big hype, you know, uh, big hype to recruit and like Starting, he's made a bunch of plays in his career, and now it's like, okay, well, he's going to be on that radar, and we're going to start to look at him under that microscope, and the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, quick little tangent off of the edge rushers. As a draft analyst in Denver, and the fact that Elway just goes so hard on edge rushers, I do almost always analyze a class and be like, man, I'd love to talk about this edge rusher more, but I can't because it's not realistic Mm -hmm. they're going to get him. This is the first year I really don't feel like that. There's no temptation. Yeah. Like, we're we're looking at what Denver would have, I believe, the ninth pick today. Yep. After all of them. So they would have pick number nine, and it's like, it's not even not even a conversation. Yeah. We're, yeah. Not, we're not even looking at the group of guys and like, well, there could be one there that you could talk yourself into. It's not happening. I mean, you're not even lying to yourself about it. And yeah. one of the things that Dre and I have talked a lot about is – where could the Broncos take take Chase Young? How far does he have to fall? If so, like if the Broncos <laughs> somehow wind up with the number two pick, do you use that on Chase Young? Probably not. Like it's not really a need, maybe. But number ten, if he's still there, you probably yeah. have to. I mean, what's, if, what's that line for you? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting. Uh, depending on depending on depending. Obviously, it's always depending on the board. Yeah. Like, who would you take in front of him? Oh, I mean, Tua, I, right? Yeah, I mean, Let's Tua start with the easy ones. Tua, Judy, Judy, probably. Judy, I mean, I would take Burrow at this point. You would take um, both tackles ahead of him, Worse oh, yeah. and Thomas. Yeah. So we're at five. I, you know, you're a uh, low key. You're a CD Lamp hater. Worf's, Let's say that Worf's is. <laughs> a, it's a conversation. This one's tougher yeah. because he's a right tackle, and like tackle talent is is, is at an all time low. So getting two of them is really difficult. But like you just paid a truckload of money to Juwan James, like you're at least stuck there for another for another year or Worse, two. You're only drafting that high because you think he can move at left tackle. I think he can. Like he profiles I, maybe even best. And that that would tackle. be fine. Like so. if that's the plan, then fine with me. But I'm 
I'm right. I'm, I'm less skeptical I'm less them. convinced that he's able to do that, mm-hmm. and that you're using a top five pick on a right tackle, which would be fine mm-hmm. if it were not for the Jawan James situation. Right. So I think that that's a that's a tough one. I would probably say five for Young if he's okay. sitting there, because I mean he does. I mean he looks like a just a wrecking a, ball, a beast. Like like yeah. he looks. He, great, he has man. everything you could ask for. Like yeah. he's just jacked. Like you see him and you're like, wow, that looks like. I don't even know. Like some. I mean, it TV just keeps going. Another character. Ohio State. He's very called. he's very technically sound and athletically he's off the charts. And when you combine those two things, you know, because when you you looked at a guy like Brad Chubb, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't the special athlete. He was a su- supremely talented player, m- absolutely maximizes his talent, very smart, mm-hmm. you know, has a lot of those, has a lot of the, the things that you love in, in a in edge a, defender. Yeah, yeah, in an edge defender. Complete, and, checked off all the boxes. Right, and it was a very complete all-around game, but the athleticism wasn't quite where you want it to be for those guys that are going to be long-time mm-hmm. Like destroyers of game plans, right? And it just feels like Chase Young is just like the kind of like energy type guy too. Yeah, where it's just like he's, he's just gonna grab player. two guys and throw them to the side and run back and get the quarterback. Like yeah. that's well, then the craziness in this game. You throw him into okay. Well, now you've got Vaughn. Now you've got Chubb. Now you've got Young. Like then you know, yeah, you have a whole different level of a NASCAR package there. Ugh, and Malik <laughs> Reed, like well, right. And then like what do you you know, yeah, what do you do there? So I. I would say five is at that point where you're you're either taking like trade calls and you're like, yeah, give me like your first three children, <laughs> you know, like it's it's going to be Pretty an exorbitant much. price or you just take him and you're like, look, like Vaughn's already aging out. We've seen the effectiveness not be there this year. Kind of a goofy dude. Hasn't been hasn't been like the leader face of the franchise to pull an organization up out of the mud on his own. You know, and then and then you talk yourself in all the reasons for moving on from Vaughn in a year. Yeah. You know, you, you keep all three, and then you know whatever. And there are you reasons. go from there. I, I mean, yeah. it, the case would be building where you're like theoretically going in. You don't need to do it, but there's right. you. I mean, you just reset at that position around Chubb and Young, and you just go from there. And you're like, okay, now now we have recreated our greatest strength. We just got younger at the same time. And we'll still get something for the future Hall of Famer in in Vaughn, and we wish him well, and et cetera, et cetera. You don't want to go that route. Like no, that's not no. the plan going in. And that's not maximizing resources, right? At all. But if no. that's if that's where you end up, if that's the seat that you end up on draft day, where you're sitting, you're sitting again. It would be at five, where I, you know, mm-hmm. where they did. That was the situation with Chubb. Then yep. you just, you know, at some point you get out of your own way and you just take the best player available and you make it work. You know, oh no! You have too much talent in a position. Life is so hard. Like you just yeah. make it work. And I'm far from a get rid of Von Miller guy. I know that there those no, takes no, are out there. Like it doesn't make any sense not. to do that. But to you have to admit that at this point, there's like a pros and cons list to that. Like, and it's, it builds every year he gets older. Exactly. And and it's definitely definitely leaning toward the side of you keep it's, him as long as you can. It's like the age reason you you write it a little <laughs> bit bigger every year yes, in the pro right. category. Yes. And then you have like the production, you have the money, and then all of a sudden you throw Chase Young in, and if, then you're like, oh. If the right. production okay. was still there at the level we expect from him, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe he has a great second half of the season, and this all ends up looking idiotic. It's always possible. But with if if you know, if he was sitting in the eight, nine, ten sack range right now, 
and not sitting on what he had like four, four and a half, something like that. Yeah. Like if he's, it, it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No, the, we wouldn't. The, the Chase Young conversation would be you trade down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In in his defense, uh, we track every play, and this year I've got Luke Marshall who does some great stuff on the Av side too, tracking every Luke play awesome. with me. Yeah, Luke's insane. Um, very good. Uh, and we have him charted for seventeen quarterback hurries in what nine games. So that's not bad. That's you not finish. too shabby. You got to finish. You got to do a little this more. Um, this is like talking about Tyson but, Jost know, and his process. In perspective. And yeah. A guy I, that can't produce points, and it's well, just like, look, you got to you got to put it up, man. This might be the first and only uh, Von Miller Tyson Yost comp in the yeah. history of the wow. world. It's true. Um, but you know, it's the true. the case yeah. we've made for Case Young it starts and ends with look at what Nick Bosa did for that 49ers defense. Yeah. Or I'm, look at that Monday man. night game last last night. We're recording so this good. on a Tuesday. I did find myself watching that and even knowing we have Vaughn and Chubb and wondering, man, do we have one guy who can take over a game the way Clowney is in this game huh. or the way, you know, Nick Bosa has most of the season? I guess Vaughn and Chubb can have those games. But we, yeah. I mean, we like not those guys Bradley have Chubb. that other That's gear. That's the thing is that right. we, don't, we don't really know what the next form for Bradley Chubb is. How does he come back? What does he look like after – you know, obviously it was a slow start. Yeah. But then he gets hurt right as it looked like they had clicked and it had figured it out. And it was like, this is going to be really fun again. Like, everybody mm-hmm. was excited. And then it was like, oh, he's done. Well, and that was always our concern was high, h- how high is the ceiling here? Is he is he an 8-sack guy or 12-sack mm-hmm. guy? And it, the difference is, well, and are you a $12 like, million dollar player or $20 million is player? Is he a 10-sack you know? guy with the ability to have that those two seasons where he's like 17 – 19 and you're like oh man is he coming after the record this year you mm-hmm. know or is he yeah is that great season that outlier season the like 13 sack season right you which know? great season it's amazing nobody would take yeah. that away yeah. but not a franchise like not like a superstar he's he's a superstar number two pass rusher <laughs> when you have a guy like vaughn right. getting That's after it, it then then you can throw in bradley chubb and say like wow he's he's one of the best run defending outside linebackers in the league mm. he can do that kind of <laughs> stuff and then also he can get these sacks too well and it's funny we started you know what's your hot take is like the pass rushers are bad and here we are we've spent an entire segment on pass rushers yeah I, I should say fun. pass pass rusher <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. just it's like just chase young and it would still require you know, Denver losing, which I think is less likely now moving mm-hmm. forward. It's crazy. Uh and and now then, that the great Brandon Allen is in place. Well and I mean I I think <sighs> I think the Broncos are, are more and more getting out of their own way and figuring out, hey, these are our horses and these are no pun intended, but these are the guys that we're going that we're gonna lean on going forward. You know, they get rid of Emmanuel, it opens the door for Sutton. You know, Noah Fant is gonna become a bigger and bigger part of things as he continues to figure it out which is always what happens with rookies at one of the toughest positions out there for young players. Uh, I think I think we'll see a, a much more competitive second half of the season from them, and obviously that has massive implications on what we're talking about on this show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, you know, are, are they picking eighth? Are they picking ninth? Or are they picking 15th? Yeah, we're worried that they might be more in that. 12, 13. Yeah. 15, I don't even want to 14, think about 15. this. Right I, have, now. Like, I have them. It's so disappointing. Mentally, I have them in the 12 to 15 range mm-hmm. is where I'm planning so that yeah. they're sitting like ninth right now. I'm like, this is a fun show to come and talk about uh, because right, right. <laughs> they haven't ruined it yet. Yeah, It'll be true. about the most disappointing average football team that's come through right. here. Like, like the way that this all played out. 6 10 is the worst thing you can do because it's, you're, you know, you're picking 
outside of the top 10, especially in a year where there are a lot of bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you're picking outside the top 10, but you're you you weren't playoff competitive. Uh, especially the way the season started when you start 1 in 4, 1 in f- whatever whatever it was, 1 in yeah. 5, what something like that. Yeah. That that yeah. just makes it feel so much worse. Like this football yeah. season ended so long ago for me for the Broncos. Yeah. Whereas for a 6 and 10 team, we should still be saying, "Oh, you know, they they could have a path." And then they wind up going like two and four the well, rest and, of the way instead of actually you know they uh, finished six and ten and it's very easy to say that they're three plays from nine and seven. Yep, they were zero and four, Hank. So they were zero and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought no. and and like a top three pick by that's by time, you know I I kind of had them as a four to six win team coming in. Uh, I I'm feeling better about them right now, mm-hmm. but I also think that this is a not a good draft class to address their specific needs if they're in the top 10. Oh, oh, I think the stars might. Oh, well, it's basically like tackles I mean, or bust for me and wide. Re- I'm not interested I'm in the receiver. tackle or I'm wide interested receiver in the receiver, but it's it's because of Sutton's breakout. It's less of a need. And like you do have faith that year two Noah Fant will take a leap of some kind. Wow. And. Which was always my point. <laughs> wow. Which was always what I have said. I am not. Ooh. This is not any any kind of backtracking. <laughs> it was that a team that it it doesn't matter. The point <laughs> is is that with Sutton breaking out and you do expect a leap of some kind from Fant in year two, that you know if you do end up with the eighth pick and you do take a wide receiver again, a position that typically takes a year for a guy yep. to figure it out. Even even a top ten guy, you know, we've seen the Corey Davis and Mike Williams of the world oh. try and figure things out. Like, oh boy, well, and like this no, is the thing. Right. Like you're first right. round wide receivers, I'm not I'm not going to go as bold as I did with tight ends, but like there's a very spotty track record it's of them. Yeah. Where and and it takes time. Like it takes time for those guys, and so much of that their that position has become mental that the physical abilities kind of seduce you. And when we you see a guy like Jerry Judy. It's very easy to look at the polish, the physical ability, the fact that everybody compares him to Amari Cooper because, of course, he plays at Alabama. Like, it's just a natural, like, oh, I'm just going to copy and paste that guy. Yeah. It's very easy to, to just assume that he becomes Amari Cooper and not one of the, any of these other guys that did not work out in the as a first-round wide receiver. But that guy would have to come in and he would, you know, okay, so now he's kind of your number two next season and then you know you're figuring it out at the quarterback position and you still have questions on your offensive line not knowing what the rest of the draft or free agency look like of course and you know the wide receiver in the top 10 it almost just feels like like a cop out it it almost feels like like a like a i'm taking a, a luxury pick because there's there's not a better player here. Which we've accused them of taking luxury picks before. Well, no, I mean, a tight end in the first round is purely a luxury pick. Oh, and edge rusher at five when you need offense was it, a luxury. It felt I mean, like a luxury pick at the time. You know, I mean, they've done this before. But if, if you aren't going to draft a receiver or you don't think you can draft a receiver who's going to contribute, doesn't that mean that you have to grab somebody in free agency? I don't think you can go into a season with Charlie sure. Sutton, Tim Patrick. No, no, no. not and, and absolutely, absolutely. I'm not against and I'm not mm-hmm. against a wide receiver in round two or anything like that. Okay. You know, it's just that 
Well, it's a deep class. Take advantage of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's that's where the tackle wide receiver fluidity comes in is because it's a deep class of tackles. Mm. And so that's why I'm saying if you – I really think they need, if they can, prioritize that position yeah. with that first pick, especially as it remains high. And then in the second round, you just run back the Cortland Sutton thing. You just take the top wide receiver that's sitting on your board. You know, in right. Like, he's yeah, right now played his way into the second round. He has. And in in injuries and his medicals are going to be incredibly important. He's not yeah. going to have the DK Metcalf kind of free fall. And if if he's there at, at Denver's second pick, you just take him. Yeah. And you don't worry. You don't. You're not asking him to be a superstar with the potential that he becomes one anyway. Hundred. And that's that would be a great way to go about it uh, to to address that position without putting all that you know all that pressure without the weight of a top 10 pick right yeah. and and as the tackle he would have to come in and obviously he would he would take Garrett Bowles's job who I sort of the guy just needs to move positions just put him inside yeah to not in the NFL that's the position he needs <laughs> okay. to I mean I'm honestly I'm I'm fine with that but I would yeah, give he's him just not suited as a guard is I would opinion, I would give know? him I would give him burn there before I completely cut loose just I suppose. I mean, see what, I mean, it literally costs you nothing. I You've already lost the pulling. draft pick. You've yeah. already lost oh, the seasons of, of him being batty. It doesn't cost you anything to use the second half of the season to kick him inside and say, does this work? Yeah, I feel you. Um, you know, it's. I just don't think he fits as a guard. We, we've talked. He's light in the pants. You're wasting that athleticism. <laughs> no, that I'm, athleticism has been lost. By the way, like his feet just aren't moving. It's part of why. To, it's I mean, to be, I I totally agree. But it also costs you nothing. And if you're gonna burn the yeah, asset no, at the I end know. of the year anyway, right. at least go through the well, steps. And I'm truly convinced, like he'll be a starting tackle for like the Chargers for the next four years. You know, like it doesn't mean he'll be good, but. I He'll mean, pull like a Russell Okung, Orlando Franklin type of second the, the, contract. The Cardinals are going to go and get him because right, their right, offensive right. line is somehow even worse. Right. And they're going right. to look at that guy as an upgrade. They're right, going right. to totally talk themselves yeah. into a quick strike offense will be great because he doesn't have to he doesn't have to do his job for very long. You know, we can get something out of him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The eternal optimist in, in Kingsbury will to- – it's sure. right. it feels totally. like inevitable that that's where that ends. Yeah. But with, the, with that guy, like – that's why I'm saying prioritize that tackle. Get if you can. If you're in 12 to 15, it's not happening. Do do you try to trade up then? Is it worth that? No, yeah. no. You still have too many holes. You only have 30 NFL players on your roster right now. Don't get cute. You've stocked up on draft picks. Reload the back half of your roster with young players who can develop while also contributing in different areas, and go from 30 players to 37 players. Okay, 40 players, not you know free agency and such. Before we move on, um, what's your what's your ideal draft? What position you go in first, second, third, fourth? Is it left tackle, receiver, cornerback? Yeah, I would say um, probably in that order. Really? Yeah, with with the idea that cornerback and wide receiver are interchangeable with the top of round two. Okay. Yeah. Any anything else that's really sticking out to you? Um, we're, you need another running back. I like it. I like and, that. Take. We're big and, on this. Yeah. Yep. Like you need you need another running back, and I would say anywhere starting in the third round. I mean, you've got a thousand picks in that range. Like that's you can grab it. You're not. You don't need a starter, right? No. Nope. So you need a rotational guy that fits very specifically something that you need. Just go. Just use one of those 
one of those mid-round picks that they've accumulated and do it there. I would love to just see another little speed guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and also yeah. is a decent blocker. Go like get that monster from LSU. Like that a young Theo Riddick who, who, yeah. That kid whose name I can't I can't say. But um, the running back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, the hyphenated. Yeah, oh, it, it, so who's, his last name always just makes me think of the uh, eclairs, the dessert food. <laughs> so... He that's that's exactly what I'm like a little guy that you know kind of an all around he can help you both in, like a theoretic a great example yep uh, help you in a lot of different facets of the game yeah the Clyde Edwards Hallery that's right five eight but two oh nine I mean he's built you know like a fire hydrant yeah the kid's thick like a fire hydrant for reals all right so there's our first segment for you Hank time now to talk about Breckenridge Brewery Boom. um. And the beer that we want to talk about today is the Hop Peak. Uh, what do you guys think of the Hop Peak? Anybody have any takes here? Let's I mean, hoppy beers are all kind of in the same category, right? Yeah, I think so. So if you're into that taste, then it's it's perfect for you. Yeah, I think so. I think that it's definitely something worth trying. It comes in this beautiful green can. Has like I'm not sure. Is it called a hop? Is a hop the little green thing that? puts on top are you, looks are you like a, a big fan of uh like picking beers by what the can <laughs> looks like the aesthetics of the beer i know nothing about beer i i tried to learn what a kolsch was to talk about strawberry sky i know what hoppy tastes like and i know i know i don't like it but uh yeah so basically if you don't know about beer what happens is you pick the ones with the cute names of the colorful cans I mean, that's advice you are giving. I, I am not giving this advice. I would also oh, no. second Andre <laughs> here in that, that this is not good. They wouldn't but. give a bad beer a good name. I guess I'm realizing now with the hot peak they I have. They wouldn't burn a good beer with a bad name like that? They wouldn't, okay. they wouldn't waste it, yeah. Fair enough. I guess I have tried that because they come in their variety packs. They do? Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect from Breck. They do it. It's got the hop you'd expect, but they do it better because it's a little smoother. It's got that nicer aftertaste, wow. and uh, it's just better than most of that same genre that you try otherwhere. So there three, you go. Three dudes who are very clearly into hoppy beers. We are so, so into the hoppy beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Breckenridge Brewery. You guys should definitely check them out. There's so many good beers. They do any beer that you like better than the beer that you like. Got the Christmas sale when I was in Dallas last week. Did you get the Christmas sale or the Holidale? Christmas sale. Oh, okay. See, I got the Holidale. Yeah, see, no. I the. Mean, did you get the specific Holiday Ale at the brewery, but that's actually marketed as the Christmas Ale? Because I've been wondering about this for like three weeks now. I think they're two different things. Okay. I really do think that the Christmas Ale and Holiday Ale are the two different things. Okay. They, well, we they had were the, next we, to each other at Total Bev when I was we had, we had the uh, we. We picked it. I was in Dallas last week for the abs, yeah. and it was yeah. We got we got a six pack of the Christmas ale at uh, Whole Foods. Do you so. do you know what the alcohol percentage is? I don't. Ah, because because the holiday is like ten point two or something. I can yeah, well, I mean, it was no joke. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> tell you that it was no, it was no joke. It was well, and a lot of their beers are like that. So they have a yeah. lot of high percentage beers. They do. Bang for your I'm, buck. It's what I'm after. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. If it's, if it's like four percent, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. might as yeah. well go. Like I love you, Strawberry Sky. Light, but. Well, you I a mean, tough sell. I, I'm I'm on call at all times because I'm a father, so I, I appreciate that about a strawberry sky. But 
when she's in bed and I'm gambling that no emergencies will occur that I need to drive her to, then you mm. can up the up the alcohol. Going content. from How four to nine point five. That's right. <laughs> How often do kids have emergencies? Well, that's the thing about emergencies, Hank. You never know when one is around the corner. Am I right? It changes from kid to kid. <laughs> Parenthood that's sounds exactly terrible, right. dude. He's just uh, always waiting preach. for an emergency. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, thank God I'm single. Okay. Uh it's den- underrated a tough gig. Yeah. <laughs> underrated a tough gig. Okay. You spend more time with the zoo. Mm, love the zoo. Mm. I I haven't been to the zoo in a while. Well, <laughs> it's actually been like a no, month at least. No no joke. The fiance is coming next month and that's like she's like We've got to go to the zoo. Seriously. Oh, Does she have any us. friends? We have a yeah. pass. We'll and go. I'm I, like, yeah. Uh, you guys have a pass too? Yeah. Well, we have a child. So, yes, we have a reason. Oh. We have a child <laughs> versus <laughs> being a child. <laughs> right. <laughs> we <laughs> are a family and need to take it's her to, like, see animals yeah. and the, stuff. The yeah. annual pass that has, like, the free guest that comes with you is an incredible deal. I'm not – this isn't – we don't partner with them, by the way. I just really <laughs> like the zoo. It's perfect for, like, you're on Tinder and you're just like, I don't know what to say to this girl. Just be like, hey – want to go to the zoo advice you are giving the show as a whole doesn't necessarily endorse this uh, yeah, i don't know it's it's a great it's a great i have pass. no advice for anybody that uses tinder oh really i have no advice i, I never, have oh, so much advice. i never i never yeah, used it here. i have no experience with it same i here. clearly no advice i i stumbled i stumbled into you know my lady in a completely yeah. different fashion so right. well some of us have to try to find love. So, Denver Rubber Company. Denver Denver Rubber Company is an incredible company. One of our favorite partners. They've been in Denver since 1972. They started here, which is why they called themselves Denver Rubber Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've and just, just been rubber company. Yeah, I think right. I think anywhere else you wouldn't even want to pull the name of the city. Mm. Like, does a rubber company up in Montana? Okay, I'm not going to say anything about that. Yes, please. Idaho, though. Do you think people in Idaho are like, oh, yeah, this is the Idaho rubber company. That's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Really? Everybody, I think more and more nowadays, people care about the stuff that comes from where they do. Mm. And so you're naturally more inclined to support the Denver Rubber Company as opposed to the Idaho Rubber Company. Yeah, I Denverites, definitely think that that's this is true. your rubber company. This like, stand up, Denver. This is our rubber company. Especially yes. because we took the tour there and they have, uh, so they, you know, uh, uh, the snowmobiles. Yes. They've, got the, they've got the rubber tracks. Uh-huh. And uh, regular rubber tracks are one-sided. So when they when they wear down, you have to get new ones. What Denver Rubber Company does instead is that they have a two-sided rubber oh track so that when one side wears out, you flip it over and you get twice the use out of it. Why doesn't everybody do that? I have, I have no idea. Unlike Be- the Denver Rubber Company, they're trying to take your money. Yeah. Instead, the Denver Rubber <laughs> Company, they are a company of the people. Trying to give you long-lasting no, good see, products. Denver Rubber Company is trying to take your money, too, just half as often. It's, they God, they know what they people. need and they take what they need and give you a fine product uh, in exchange for your money. And they just got a whole bunch of new upgrades to uh, the hardware that they use in their shop. A bunch of new machines oh. just came in. So that's what they're – all their stuff just got better. Boy, so. Thank you well, for coming that's on and enlightening <laughs> us. I stand the Denver Rubber Company. It's, it's awesome, actually. I – if I, if I had a snowmobile, if I, if I was in, in, in any way invested in that, that's, a, that's exactly where I would be getting any of my products from. If you guys need any rubber for any of the things that we talked about or for custom die-cut gaskets or hoses or any of those types of things. Or bulletproof vests. Or bulletproof vests. Did they, did oh they let gosh. you try them out? No. 
Uh, no, they did not shoot us. Why? This isn't jackass. Why would you? Yeah. Even, why would you even? <laughs> <laughs> why would? Why would they even let you try it if you aren't allowed to shoot things at it? Well, there's a limit to everything, you know. Okay, so. there's a limit. Okay, that's that's the VIP tour. Bunch of great things <laughs> about Denver Rubber Company. First of all, they don't shoot you on the tours, and that's I guess a, it, that's. <laughs> Something After the zoo date, that's the date you take them yes. at. You get the VIP tour at that's, the Denver Rubber That's company. the second date. Yeah. My roommate yeah. actually yeah. says it's super cheap to go to a gun range. I wonder if you just show up and at one of those. shot at wearing a vest? I, I don't know how much a vest would cost, but I bet that could be a pretty cheap <laughs> second date. But here's the thing. I don't think the shooting range is going to allow you to do that on no. their premise. Since well, and, why? And honestly, <laughs> like, well, they have you, no skin in the game. You think it's cheap, but given the American healthcare system and its current form, <laughs> oh, it could be a super oh, expensive second date if things don't go well. Uh, I just got to find me a Montana girl with a good shot. Oh, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> I have no rebuttal. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. Um, if you guys want to get in contact with Denver Rubber Company, they have a phone number, and that is 1-800-259-0010, or you can visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. And we really suggest that you do. They are great people. They, yeah. Yeah. How much content did they just give us for I free? Mean, uh, truly. That, yeah. was a, that was a good time. We might. The next show might just be Denver Rubber Company. We should have a Denver like, Rubber forget, Company podcast. Forget sports. Um, We're just doing Denver. One of their, one of their uh, I think their VP of operations, uh, Andrew, uh, huge Denver sports fan. He's actually going to come on the abs pod. Well, there you oh go. Oh, my God. <laughs> there this you is go. Amazing. Oh, I this have so many amazing. questions for him. We might have to call you in every week when we do this segment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, the just dial you up. Scoop. Yeah. My board has phone call capabilities. We could just dial you up for that three-minute stretch. For just, for just for I'll be, I'll be on the road in Minnesota next week. You guys can call me from XL Energy oh, Center, it. and I can talk DRC. Beautiful. I could seriously talk to Andrew for hours about rubber, though. I have so many questions about where that comes from. Today, today, this is big news. I don't get to talk about it because I don't have a Buffs podcast. I have a draft podcast. Mm-hmm. But Ralphie, famously the best mascot in college football. That's right. Ralphie Five is retiring. Yeah. She's she's done. And it was a very sad day, kind of happy, like hearing some memories. But also, I got to talk to a man whose job it is to take care of a buffalo during a press conference. And like the last five minutes was just me getting to learn how... That all works. And it was oh, honestly wow. just a joy. That sounds glorious. I would pay to watch a camera just on you learning about buffaloes. <laughs> that so she has so many toys. The next, the next person we need to talk to is the person who makes buffalo jerky. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. please>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I bet those <laughs> buffaloes don't get the same type of love. I was actually concerned because like, she loves running so much. That was like one of the problems is she'd get out there. She'd be like rearing up to go, and she'd kind of like lose control cause, just because she gets so hyped about it. And that's when they had to pull the trigger. She wasn't able to run like the last couple times. Not pull the triggers and shoot her, but as in right, retire her. Speaking, M- yes, metaphorically pull the trigger. They are not doing that. And then they had to retire her just because she was so excited oh. to run. And now she's just out in this pasture all day. She can't run, which is like her favorite thing in the world to do. And they have toys. They said that they're still going to be out there like talking to her. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If you guys are concerned, don't well, be. She I has mean, a great life. If if she needs a bulletproof vest, we know where to get the rubber for. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly we right. We do. We do. I wonder what size vest does a buffalo <laughs> even wear? Uh, so it see, would probably <laughs> be a custom fit, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine as well. What happens if you just shot a buffalo? Like they're so thick in the shoulders. 
Oh, well. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is, sounds so like this, football talk. This is we how the draft shows changed. It's still a lot of draft talk. We, we're just elongating silly segments yeah. like this. Yeah. All good. So, so um, welcome back. Want to get into some comments? I feel like it's time to get into some comments. I think so. Um, first one comes Big in. Big week for you in the comment section, <laughs> by the way. People are buying Congrats, into Hank. the new format. Um, Orange Crush says. I won't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Orange Crush says, how is the 2021 quarterback class looking compared to next year's? Is it worth playing Locke for a full year to see what they have? And worst case scenario, pick a quarterback in 2021. Short answer, I think yes. Yeah? Because Trevor Lawrence, uh, that's how AJ started off as he was trying to find good takes. Trash. Ballin'. Whoa, trash. <laughs> um, Justin Fields. Imagine, imagine <laughs> being on a draft podcast <laughs> <laughs> where you have to talk about college football players. And when Trevor Lawrence comes up, the word that comes out of your mouth is trash. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a joke. No, he's had a couple disappointing, disappointing weeks. We can go with disappointing. I mean, that's the thing, though, again, is it right? Really, is it disappointing or is it disappointing relative to the unbelievable right, right. expectations he has We have these standards well, where it's like if he's not walking on water, exactly. he's a fraud. Those are my standards for him. I think he is I capable. Know. I think that he can be the best co- Football player to ever you, you walk think, the face of the earth. So you and think he he's capable of being Jesus? And yeah. you're, have you seen he, the hair? When he doesn't, fair enough. Yeah. When he doesn't live up to that standard, it's a disappointing outing. I mean, come on. Yeah. Pretty know. much. I don't know. I, I, also, it doesn't yeah. help that Clemson doesn't play anyone anymore because the ACC is just like uh, retired. It's not their fault. Yeah. Not big Texas A&M guy over there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. But no, yeah, Jimbo's no. got to pick it up in <laughs> Aggie Land. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Uh, What's got me more excited is Justin Fields. Okay. Justin Fields is the okay. guy, man. I think He's so. killing it at Ohio State. In fact, if I need to watch another Pac-12 game on Pac-12 Network and they have that graphic of the Heisman like finalists or runners and it has Justin Herbert in there and not Justin Fields, I'm going to lose it. Okay. Which, frankly, it I'm in the like process of died. losing it yeah. right now. Exactly. Exactly. He's lost it, but pulled it back together, and it might happen again. Um, was it... <laughs> the, the, the side effect of children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, it, was it the right decision for Ohio State to let Joe Burrow walk then? Now that they have Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah? yeah. I mean, I sure, mean, why Dwayne not? Haskins was a beast He's going to win the Heisman. Year. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Dwayne Haskins was a beast it doesn't, last it year. It doesn't Fields matter. Fields is great like this year. Nothing's it's, changing. It's like, does, Al, does Alabama miss Jalen Hurts? Like, no. Wow. You, th- I, I, but, but like this year, the year Ohio no. State's trying to win a, a championship. You, you would rather have Justin Fields than Joe Burrow, or no, it's just, just close enough. I just, that I just think it doesn't matter. Like, okay. it's, it's, you're talking I about mean, a great player either way, and I don't think that's the difference huh. there. But the conversation is really Haskins versus Burrow. Ooh. Right. That's true. That's true. I mean, that would have been the guy last year. And in a sense, Burrow did fit their system a little more because as he showed us at, in that Alabama game, the guy's got more wheels than we <laughs> ever gave him credit for. Yeah, we're what, like 35 minutes into a draft podcast and we haven't talked about the game of the century the part two? The game <laughs> of the century part <laughs> two. Which, thank yeah. God, was not nine to six. Oh, oh man. Uh, no. I was, I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen again. And then that game started and I was like, okay, we're cool. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be a fun football game, and not nine to six. What are the takeaways? I mean, the final score was pretty close, but LSU was firmly in control of that football game. Do you uh, think that they are? I guess the better I team. I should have gone back with my hot take that LSU's receivers might be better. Now that's Whoa, a hot take. That is like, a hot take. Might I'm, I say might because they're? I think both of those wide receiver cores are 
unbelievable. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, to do that to those cornerbacks, <laughs> right? Oof. Like, and I mean, credit to those quarterbacks too, though, because like, they're they're Judy feeding was good. those dudes. Rugs Rugs wasn't. No, Rugs uh, got a little exposed for being a one-trick pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third banana who kept catching all the touchdowns. Yeah, well, I mean, Smith had yeah. a hell of a game. And, man, Waddle might be the best prospect of all of them, and he's not even eligible. But yeah. that guy's got wheels for days. He's an absolute game changer as well. I mean, the best of all those guys is the uh, the freshman corner for LSU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, though I think in that game he showed that maybe he doesn't he's walk freshman. on water either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, so such high standards we put on <laughs> right. these underclassmen. Right. Because it's cause ridiculous. He quote unquote, you know, he struggled a little bit right. against three guys that are all going to get drafted. Yeah. But I think coming back to the question, that is a good case to be made for. Hey, just give Locke a year because 2021 looks like it could be a pretty darn good class as well. And you wonder, you know, Jake Fromm. I'd assume is returning to school. So the big thing for me about 2021 is that I don't think they're in position to take one of the top guys in 2020. If you were yeah, talking, if yeah, you're talking to right. or Burrow, I'm there. Yeah. But if you're talking about mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a little like, drastic, but yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, how many, how many for like over a calendar year? Locke is better than Herbert. Nothing has changed on that front. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, with Herbert, the sex appeal was there coming into the season, and it's gone. You could say the same about Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. We were hyped, but, yeah. I, how, many times, how many times, how many times, times do, I, do we right. do this? Like, yeah. we, we go every season, we, we talk about the quarterbacks coming into the year, and then halfway through the year, we're like, okay, like these guys are frauds. Turns out Jalen Hurts is not a fraud, though. Yeah, Jalen, but, but he's you know, not. His stocks. Jalen Hurts isn't. My problem with Jalen Hurts is that he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Baker Mayfield. He's not. He's not as good as any of those guys in any of the areas yeah. in which they That's are true. excelling. He's true. like a weird, like tiny combination of all of them, mm-hmm. which makes him his own guy. But it also makes him perfect to exploit the you know Lincoln Riley in the offense at Oklahoma. Yeah. And he's got an elite wide receiver running around that's yeah. wide open every time he opens his eyes. So I mean, my comp's a bit more Josh Allen these days because he's got he's got those like peaks, and like is can be just as mesmerizing. But the the consistency as a thrower isn't always there. It's it's really not it's, there um, for me. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm super not buying Jalen Hurts as more than like a mid round guy right now. I mean, I'd take a shot. The comp when, I might like is when when would you take the shot though? No, I mean it. Denver, so say Denver has fifteenth pick. Are like you are you having after that pick thirty? Okay, yeah, okay. In that case, like I could, mm-hmm. you could talk me into this, but that's also dependent on what does Drew Locke do. I'd be like, whispering I'm, in Elway's ear like, "Hey, remember Dak Prescott? We passed on that." My guy. big thing, my big thing with 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 a guy like Jalen Hurts is that what do you? What's your plan? You're gonna take Drew Locke. You're going to play Drew Locke at the end of the year. You're going to get three games out of him. You're not really going to know a lot about him. Right. That's not going to sell and, you either. And you're going to take another guy in the second round who you're not really – and and now mm-hmm. you have two guys who are super-duper different. And yep. you're going to have to try and make one offense, and it's going to fit one guy better than the other, or it's going to fit neither of them, which is worst-case scenario, and then you have nothing. If you have two quarterbacks, you, you have no quarterback. So it's – 
I just don't if if you were if you were in position to take one of the elite guys or if they wanted to trade up because they love one of those guys. Yeah. Like after last weekend, all in on Joe Burrow, go do it. If you if if that's the guy that you think is going to be there at two and you're sitting around at seven, like go ham. If that's your dude, just do it. But if yeah. you're not in that position to take one of those elite guys, you absolutely give Drew Lock all of next year, and you know you give him the Drew, you give him the Josh Rosen trial year that Miami has this year, and if it if it works out, great, then you have a quarterback, and if it doesn't, you're talking Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Justin. I mean, you're not having, a terrible compromise. You're having that conversation about the 2021 right. class very realistically. Well, and I like Fields a lot more than like Hurts, for example. Yeah, I almost, oh God, yeah. I almost feel like they pigeonholed themselves by doing what they did with Drew Locke, where it's like we're going to take, did. we're going to take a, a lack of coherent plan. There was yes. no long term planning whatsoever. Even the fact that they took him in the second round is just like, so we have a guy maybe that we have a guy we're kind of hoping we're excited uh, to that's see. That's great. That was just great working of the draft board, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought I thought that right. was. I mean, that's right. getting potentially amazing value out of a selection. You got two. You got two starters that you used with your first two picks. Yeah, and then potentially your franchise QB. I mean, that's just that's a brilliant draft day. But then the way that they've just been half bought in ever since they didn't take him everything in the first after round, that, and is since bad. then it's just well, been. I mean, we kind of care, and he gets hurt. But yep. in how fairness, bad did he get the hurt? The timing of his injury, just as he was getting rolling in preseason, yeah. really, really hurt him. Yeah, yeah but all yeah. the IR shenanigans. Bad. I, Bad. I mean, it's it's been it's been mismanagement. It's he been should be starting hour. the football game this week. I don't care if Brandon Allen put up the perfect pass rating a week before, and he didn't. He didn't. Uh, like Brandon Allen was fine. Like, he, I bet. Well, and, and, I mean, it, and it twelve like, of twelve of twenty for one hundred and eighty yards or whatever. Like, oh <laughs> right, yeah, right. we we found him. Right. There's like the guy. I did not right. see that game live because I was working, and then I went back and watched it a few days later, and I was like, oh, I mean, they won well, the game, and that game hinges <laughs> on the two touchdown throws, right? Yep, if Fant right. isn't wide open and doesn't do the majority of the work. No, credit to Brandon Allen, standing tough, getting hit and still delivering the ball on yep. time. I mean, getting a ball, getting the ball to your playmakers half the half the fight, Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and the Sutton touchdown, right? Yeah. Like that could have easily been a Denzel Ward interception yeah. with where the ball placement is, but Sutton makes an amazing contested grab, bails him out, great touchdown. You know, you take those two away, he's got like 100 less yards instead of 12 of 20 is 10 of 20, and we know how 50% yeah. versus 60% makes a glaring difference. At, and instead of two touchdowns, he has one interception, no touchdowns. At so, the same yeah. time, you take away six Super Bowl rings, and Tom Brady kind of sucks. Well, which, uh, that's, uh, yes, you've, you've been reading my manuscript, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the status Touché. on that Google uh, Doc was private. <laughs> okay, we can move along to the next comment. Um, let's go with this one. Uh, love the playoff banter. I got a side with Hank here, and honestly, I don't understand why people say college football has the best regular season in football. It's an awful product. There are 126 or so teams, but it seems like it was a fantastic week of football if you get two or three big games on a Saturday, and you're always going to have a ton of blowouts. That's not good football. I want to expand the playoff because the regular season is poor quality. Wow. And because I'm tired of seeing the same six teams fight for four spots. Why even have the other 120 teams if it's always going to be OU, OSU, Clemson, and the top few SEC schools? I always do think there need to be some group of five automatic qualifiers. Mm. Here's the thing on that, Andre. Some years, that G5 school will get blown out, but G5 teams are always being underrated. If there's no auto bid, good and deserving teams will regularly get left out. Got to include the teams that win their football games. I mean, yeah. <sighs> this is super loaded. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, it's one. true. I he had me in the first two paragraphs where it's like, huh, maybe I've been looking at this all wrong and the G five auto bid I'm against. But I mean, I can see I think there's there are some seasons where the G five deserves a spot, UCF. like that UCF, UCF team. Yep. Boise's had some teams like that. We've we've seen it before. Auto bid, that's what drives me crazy though, is the auto bid. This year, there's no one deserving of that auto bid. I'm sorry. That's true. Nothing should be yeah. uh, guaranteed in life, yeah. period. I would agree with the uh, against the auto bid. Uh, I would agree that the regular season in college football is wildly overrated and Ugh. that the playoff absolutely needs to be expanded to eight teams. Terrible. Um, it just seems like this is the only sport where we have this conversation where it's like, well, every week matters. Like... Every game that you ever play is going to matter on some level, unless you're not playing for a championship. But if you're not, then the playoff doesn't really apply to you. And, it's and irrelevant. the regular season doesn't matter for the 95 or something percent of teams that are out of the running already. Right. right and now. Well, and it's it's how is this different from the NFL? How is this different from any other any of the other sports leagues where it's like, look, like. Right, that every game actually the, matters. In half the NBA season. and NHL makes the playoffs, but the regular season doesn't matter for at least ten of those teams in each of those leagues. Like it's just, it's not a unique thing. You're the this this traditional overvaluing of the regular season in college football drives me insane. Well, but it's it not, actually it's does matter because one loss can ruin cow. your season, and that's stupid. It could, because anything can happen on any given day, and yeah. I want and I want the playoff with the best teams that have proven it over the year, over the course of the year, and not the one that lost most recently. Alabama should be in a playoff with eight teams and have and not have their season ruined because they lost to arguably the number one team at home, and they did it in such a tight manner that you could easily make the argument that they're the number two team in the country, but because they lost and because they lost in the second half of the season, they won't have time to make up for lost ground. Like, no, this is they proved that they were a great football team, arguably one of the best in the country. Yeah, sure. And if your argument is that LSU is the best team in the country, them scraping out a victory in Alabama does not mean that Alabama is wow. the fifth best team in the country. I mean, that's it's, insane. It's the March Madness open argument, it up, though. Open it's, it up to eight teams. Eight, eight teams is different. than It's not 64 where you're scraping the bottom of a barrel well, no, but to get teams in. There will be years in which those teams that are five through eight are not as deserving. And then there will be years like this one where there's a lot of really good teams and only, and maybe only one or two truly great teams, and they can sort that out in the playoff. But then we're going to have the same argument where it's like, oh, team number nine got excluded. Where, and nobody, the G5 you know what? Team? You, you're not going to make. You're not going to. I guess that. that would still. But that's a pro argument for me because then the regular season still mattered for that ninth team, right? right? And, yeah. and to be honest yeah. with you, like arguing for the ninth team isn't always, in, in, especially in college football isn't in the same category as arguing about the fifth team. There's almost always a big gap there, and in the years where it's not, I mean, it's going to turn out to be a really entertaining playoff. Yeah, well, and, and you missed it last week, but my point is, the reason this came up, is that I'm headed up to Missoula this weekend. I'm about to watch the number three FCS team in the country play the number four FCS team in the country at Washington Grizzly Stadium, like the mecca of FCS football, 26,000 screaming fans in like 20 degree weather. And guess what? That's not it. There's a full another month. There's a 24 team playoff. They play a 12 game schedule. Then they go to a 24 team playoff. 
All the home teams get home games up to the championship. It's real playoff football with college football teams, and it's incredible. Well, but hasn't that just led to North Dakota State dominating and winning like half the national championships this decade? How and has that led to that? Well, and what's the like problem it's happened. with that? So right. what? What's your well, isn't here? this opening the door <laughs> for <laughs> just Alabama, Alabama winning, winning Ala- more often instead Alabama's... of one loss in the regular season could actually kick them out? Well, if you know what, if none of those teams can beat them, then Alabama yeah. earned the championship. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, but they you did, let the team sort they it out, get man. Beat. So if by those, LSU or the year they got beat by by Auburn and still got in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, well, like let's make this regular season matter. <laughs> the regular let's season make it count, baby. <laughs> the regular season does matter. <laughs> How else do you get the the field of playoff teams? <laughs> you're narrowing it down. This to is eight such a moronic debate. <laughs> you're acting like you're acting like the regular <laughs> season is irrelevant. Where do those eight teams come from? I say they we, don't just fall out of the sky. They won their way there. We have a hundred and twenty six. Team playoff already in place. Every game matters. See, don't change it. This is where the this is where the this bring the BC <laughs> bring the pre BCS where we just went off the A people. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But I mean, <laughs> bring the, back the worst system to, de- to decide a champion <laughs> of any em. major sport <laughs> that existed for like 70 years. Okay, we all good here? Want to move along, yeah. guys? Okay, good. Um, Especially with the ending of that. Opinion. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it was so painful to listen to. Um, okay, Ooh, I like this one. Uh, True Champ Fan Twenty Four says, "This is very pro you." Uh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. uh, it says, uh, "Henry is officially my favorite member of DNVR." Booyah! Only, like, already there. Only a small drop. app. Can we just like stop the podcast? Gonna, gonna print that out and put that on the fridge at home. <gasps> I forgot. Do you guys know where to get magnets? Uh, okay. Um, not sure the guys on the Broncos yes, beat care, dude, but hey, I was, yeah, I including don't, I, Amazon. I want to stop that. <laughs> I want to stop that. I, I did not realize you are actually from the greatest state in the U.S. I am. Uh, Andre, he is right. Get yourself Colorado? up to uh, yeah, um, or get, Texas. Get yourself up to some of those games in Missoula during November, and I promise you, it will change you. Love the pod. Just wanted to man crush on Henry for a minute. As always, go Grizz. Yes, I, mean, I want to man crush on you too. True to champ fan twenty four. Um, I love that. Love yeah. It. I'll have you know, I've watched games in much colder conditions because I went to well, school up in Gunnison, and it's basically an icebox. So. Well, it's, it gets colder But it wasn't there competitive. <laughs> there weren't 20,000 people. We were very drunk. So, 20, you know. Uh, 26. I went to school thousand. in East oh, Texas. Oh, just, Great. Yeah. We didn't do cold weather down there. Mm. Good for you. There's guys. something about football and cold weather that just makes it feel more real. Like when you're out there, your toes are numb. Your nose is numb. Your fingers are numb. Yeah, it makes you a moron. It means that your body, like the only people your body in that stadium, is shutting down. That's how it happens. Nobody is going to that game <laughs> who doesn't totally care about what happens in that game. Just yeah, the I atmosphere mean, is just like he just yeah. described hypothermia. Is yeah, what you're exactly. Saying. Like that's how much we care. This is the stage one of freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like if if there was a rule like you have to pay for this with a finger and everybody had to cut their finger off to get in, you'd get a whole bunch of diehards in there. It's basically what's happening for ten whole games. There, there would lo- be there would be nothing left for the there would be no, no, nothing left for the uh, playoffs. There are plenty more diehards out there. Just be that you have to choose which games are mm, worth it to you. I see. And but only, you only get ten games in your home. I mean, I guess you go to the toes. Toes, yeah. yeah. You go toes, and then you get crazy. All right, so game of the century. Oh yeah, we can talk about uh, football. Game Close of the century. Um, yeah. Burrow. First off, we were talking Hertz comparisons. 
what comps do you guys have for Burrow? I don't. Because for a while I thought he was like taller, less cocky Baker. The Tom Brady so, stuff is, doesn't make any sense oh, to no. me. Tom Brady they kept talking stupid. about it on the on the on the the broadcast. broadcast, and I was like, Gary Danielson, what you saying, dog? Tom Brady is dumb. Um, the comp, the comp, <laughs> not like, Tom there's Brady. Our teaser. There's our teaser. Uh, your words, not mine. Um, but mean, yeah, that comp is that's terrible. He's, he's way weird. more athletic than Brady for one. Weird, I doubt he's even ever kissed his kids before. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't have children. Uh, but <laughs> he's we just blurred the lines between Burrow and uh, Brady really fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baker, the thing is, never had a game like that. He might have had some great games. The Ohio mm. State game was, was great and all. There were never that many well, wasn't that game tight in like window. Yes. Oh, no, I think September. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe like the first week of September. Right. I think it was really early yeah. in the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, those out-of-conference games happen that early. Yeah. Um, he's never had a game like that where he's consistently threading the needle in tight windows against maybe the most talented defense in all of college football. Well, and I think and just look that competent. That was Deshaun Watson esque to do that against Alabama. Was fine. Like I had no issues with the arm going in, but what I think sold me so much in the game was the personality. Mm. Because I already liked the arm. I already liked the talent. Yep. But to see in that situation in that environment, and he's just like sitting on the bench chilling. You know, like Alabama. Gets the ball back with what a buck thirty, one play and t- for a touchdown. Doesn't doesn't even move. There's some cold blooded killer stuff to him this year like, that wasn't like, like we haven't seen him many guys recently. It's it, it's almost like serial killer esque, right? Where there's no reaction. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. just you're just like the dude's a sociopath. Yeah. and that's what you need at the quarterback. Said in the best of ways, right? Like, and I, you know. He's taking it in the right direction. Right. Like, this is, you know, he's, he's channeling this crazy. <laughs> yes, we just, he is. We, the, got, we got done talking about cults serial killing on right. TDSP today. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's leading the, the, the next big cult. He was insane, though. I mean, he's. It was perfect, uh, man. I mean, that you couldn't have asked for more from a top quarterback prospect. Against in that, that defense. Yeah. In that environment, it's the same thing that Deshaun Watson did in the Natty, and it's the same thing Trevor Lawrence did last year. Where the guy just shows up and it's just cold. He just systematically and just cuts it down. Okay, they push back. They co- they've come back on you. Doesn't matter. Went back to work. And, like, got some help. Sure, some sure, some sure. of those guys made great sure. plays. Sure. You know, individual yep. efforts to get into the ends. But he got the ball there. He did everything that he needed to do to, to show that he is an elite quarterback prospect. Uh, I'm as, totally all I in mean, on him as a top three guy now. As polished a performance from a top quarterback as you'll see it's the anti-justin herbert met the moment in every way checked every box and didn't fold like the french yeah yeah uh, herbert likes to do that no that was uh that was really really something else Rewatching it i was like wow Oof. I-, I can't believe what this kid just did yeah um of course the concern is he was he looked just like a plain jane game manager at the college football level last year in a pro-style offense, and uh, someone's going to have to cater their offense to get that, you know, this version of Joe Burrow out of him, and you worry it's not going to be teams like Denver. I wonder if Zach Taylor, if he's even still in Cincinnati, will be able to adapt like that. I Honestly, know. if you... 
This is the thing about NFL coaching staffs that drives me crazy is that you don't have that trust that they're going to build what they want to around the player's skill set and what he does well. They try and take all the things that he's not good at and fix them yeah. and don't highlight what he's good at. Just just do what LSU did against Alabama there. I mean, just you know, run a run a, a quick strike offense for the most part. Lots of lots of dumps, lots of screens. Mm-hmm. You've got talented running backs to do that. You've got a bad offensive line, so you don't need to get you don't want him back there standing around trying to scan the field and all that. But you know, when he did have to drop back and make throws, he went through his progressions. Yeah. There was there was, you know, looking safeties off. There was a lot of polish there. Well, and handling pressure is handling pressure really nice. He's consistently threading the needle in tight windows. I the mean, exact opposite of his counterpart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 2019, first quarterback drafted, first overall, Kyler Murray. Would you take Joe Burrow over Kyler Murray? Is he a better prospect? Oh, and we loved Kyler so much. I would take I would take Burrow because he's more my personal style of quarterback. Okay, whereas I, you know. My, you know, part of what Murray does so well and makes him so intriguing is, Scares you is well. stuff that drives me crazy. So yeah. um, Burrow is more my style of guy. Okay. You know, Burrow and and I would say Lawrence in 2021. Like mm. all of those guys are very much more my style of, of quarterback. Well, they feel safer. Well, and, and they're I guys, mean, the, they're guys more that translatable. They're, they are guys that I've seen succeed. Yeah. Um, if we were to go back a year, you know, I was a huge Lamar Jackson fan, which is mm-hmm. funny because, like, I don't like t- guys like that typically. Yeah. But all I saw was Mike Vick. And Maybe it's nice to consistent. see, again, an offense that has figured out how to play to a player's strengths instead of trying to turn Lamar Jackson into Tom Brady. They let Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson. If you're going to use a high draft pick on a quarterback, do that. Build yeah. around what that guy is. So, you know, the year before was Baker Mayfield. Before that, first quarterback was Mitchell Trubisky. Year before that, you had mm-hmm. Goff and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. How does Joe Burrow kind of stack up among those guys? It's a yes on all of those. Kyler's the only conversation I'd have. I, really? Yeah. I would say Mitch, it's a no brainer. If I have to if I have to com- compare him to one of those prospects, it's kind of Goff esque. Yeah, but he's more mobile, oh, well, much I mean, better career, you know. Goff at Cal felt like, ah, oh, man, is he just an air raid product? He had that four-pick game I, against Utah. I think that you know. seeing how it's gone now, you know, I, I think that the and, – and the fact that there were so many questions about air raid guys back then. Yeah. I think it's – and it, as it's continued to transition into the mm-hmm. NFL and those guys have success, wave a lot of those concerns now almost feel like silly. But you'd have to go back to Winston. To, you think so? To be like a prospect that you felt that kind of certainty with. And again, if it didn't pan feeling out. Feeling certain about something going in really means nothing, is what I've yeah. had to find out the hard way. You know, Deshaun's should be the conversation. Yeah. But Watson in his final year, we, there were some real concerns of, gosh, why does he keep throwing these picks? I had no, I had no issues with Deshaun. No, but remember, he was, you remember I was a huge Deshaun I know fan. I was big on Deshaun too, but there were those picks in the regular season where it was like, man. Is he not going to be accurate enough in the short game to really make it happen? And then is the arm strength elite enough to make up for that? I mean, Burrow, you you need more to, and more. I think arm strength is, is the most overrated thing we talk about with a quarterback. Man, I go back and forth because then guys like Mahomes come around, and it's like, well, well, and if you can get it, arm strength, really makes up for a lot of deficiencies. It, well, right, but you're talking you're talking about one dude. 
Like oh, you're that, you're you're talking about like like a very rare arm talent. I felt like where, that with Wentz too. And though. he also he also landed in a perfect situation. Yeah, what yeah, is, yeah. What is Patrick Mahomes away from Andy Reid? Andy Reid sure, makes sure. hay with every single quarterback yeah, he's yeah. ever had. Yeah, and I mean arm strength on its own, yeah, doesn't mean anything. But when you have arm strength, when you have athleticism, when you have a scheme that helps yourself. You know, not being the more most cerebral or the most accurate, you can make up for that because then you're you're big big game hunting. Okay, that's all a bunch of really good stuff. Um, my next question is AJ, have you ever had an IV before? Yes. Yeah, and how was it? Helpful. Was it helpful? Yeah, I've I've heard that it can be helpful. Yeah, and it helped me uh helped me quite a bit in, <laughs> in the moment of need. Well, there you go. So that that's AJ's uh, testimony for IVs. <laughs> so so if you Very think thorough. you might need an IV, call up Vita Mobile IV, and they will come to you whether you want them at your office, your dorm room, or uh, you're just like chilling on your couch because you're super hungover. They'll just plug you right in. It takes 30 minutes. They fill you up with whatever's in those IV bags, and it's basically magic. You just feel totally better. Ryan tried it. Ryan's in the other room. Um, and he said that it took him from a four to a nine in like the 30 minutes that he was sitting there and then he ate a sandwich and it got him to a 10. Perfect. Um, if you use our code HYD 20, you can save 20% off your first IV drip through Vita mobile IV. Um, go to mobile, uh, today and you can learn more or you can just download their app, but definitely use the code HYD 20, save 20%. All right. Yeah, this was a special treat having AJ on. We'll be able to digest some of the other topics that we have lingering from this week of college football and what okay. have you yeah. in the next several shows. We have a lot to digest. Shall we preview the next week? I think that that's probably the next step. And maybe we can hit on some of the things that we missed that we want to talk about yeah, at the same go. time. There you go. Um, I was going to pull it up. Did I pull it up? I have pulled it up. Um, CD Lamb is overrated, you guys. Oh yeah, there you go. Why? Let's hear about this. Why? I just Oklahoma receivers running wide open really do kind of make me nervous. But like, well, I know that's, he's got amazing hands. This is more top ten at fifteen. It's no brainer for me. I would do that. Well, yeah, fifteen. Sure. See, when you were talking, we did. He'd be fifth for you, Chase Young. Yeah, I guess I'd probably take him over Worfs. I don't think I would not take him ahead of Ceedee Lamb, just because oh, the you need is greater. You would take Lamb over Chase Young, yeah, Oof. just for our needs, for the Broncos. That's, that's, yeah. that's why you get fired the next year. Hey, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good paycheck for the, a year. Yeah, the buyout from a GM <laughs> job, like <laughs> that's where these do I days, man. You're yeah. like, all right, it's yeah. cool. Give me seven. Yeah, mil. where do I sign? All good. Exactly. But Oklahoma does play Baylor. Baylor, the only undefeated team in the Big t- Big Twelve. Uh, that's you know that's crazy how they've turned that around. Yeah, crazy. That's a coaching Truly, job. Um, Matt Rule, right? The former yeah. Temple guy. He's yep. doing big stuff. Two of the For best receivers in the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at Baylor, but Oklahoma ten point favorite. Watch the wide receivers here. Baylor's defense is doing a lot of good stuff without a ton of talent. we got to see if Jalen Hurts gets back on track here. He hasn't had the couple best of weeks. That inconsistency as a passer is starting to, starting to get to him. Frankly, they should have lost against Iowa State. They should have lost. Cyclones mm-hmm. go for the two-point conversion. Don't That's get another it. another great though. coaching job. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean. Although they're producing Those are guys that get in interviews every year, or at least yeah. are 
te- NFL teams are hoping to interview him, you know, Matt Campbell and Matt Rule. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be an intriguing game. And, I mean, we let, I love the defenders on um, on Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray, their inside linebacker, and Gallimore, their nose tackle, both very intriguing as well for, for the Broncos in particular. Yeah, and I think that that 10-point line is pretty, I don't know, it's intriguing to me. It makes me want to take Baylor just yeah. because I think that That's there's a real chance that Jalen Hurts does flop again. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, home dogs, that's my brand, and I yeah. would take the home dog Baylor Bears here. Yeah, I, I think I would too. I mean, it's hard to root for that program, frankly. But yeah. As a yeah. better, I guess it's fine. What about straight up? Who are you taking? Mm, I guess I'd take the Sooners. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, so we both play we that one safe, that but when you consider the line. You have to. It's a chance to make money. Mm-hmm. It is. Versus just a chance to be right. Uh, Want to jump in next to Georgia-Auburn? Yeah. That's th- a good one. I think that that will be a good one. Well, Andrew Thomas's biggest test yet because that D-line has some dogs on it. Derek Brown, yeah. Derek Brown. I mean, Davidson's on there. Um, got they've the, got uh, that DN. Got the Georgia running backs again. Just running this, and yeah. literally every year they run it back with these at that position, mm-hmm. and it's just like, are you guys ever not amazing? Nick <laughs> Coe is there, yeah, That's no, crazy. their running backs are insane. I mean, Swift's gonna be, Swift, be a big I, deal. It's gonna be another big game for Fromm. The few, the few people left on Fromm Island, you know, this is your last chance to get supplies helicoptered in, or uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, he's gonna, <laughs> he he will throw them off of it. Uh, I I would think so. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's number six Georgia at number eleven Auburn, but lots of NFL talent. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah, and UGA is favored by two and a half on the road. You going with the home dog again, Dre? I would. I always take the home dog. When in doubt, take the home dog. Whew. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I think Georgia pulls it out. Two and a half. I okay. So true betting advice. I would try to find the one. The one place where you're getting a full three points. Yeah. The yeah. Half there you point go. is yeah. killing me, right? Yeah, right. But if yeah. I can find a place that's giving me a full <laughs> three, <laughs> then I'm like, idea. yeah, yes, please. Then feeling, I feel better. About you're feeling it. a lot better not having to worry about the result of that last just, second field I'm goal. I'm addicted to Gus, Gus Melzon's scheme. I love it so much. It's true. I had to listen to two years of Jared Stidham under this dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Though Stidham, very disappointed that final year. <sighs> What are you doing, AJ? Uh, I mean, I, w- I don't know, man. I, I would probably go with Georgia. I have irrational faith in that program. So I know, me too. I just always think it just seems like every time they go are. up against a team that's not Alabama, I'm like, I think Georgia's got this. Me too. Me too. Well, I'm know. totally just, right there with you. I just don't trust Jake Fromm anymore. So he like <laughs> he forces me into bad bets. It's so, I, I it's so sad. Jake after Fromm all to the give hype. it to DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, yeah, what I, that's yeah. what I trust him to do. Well, that's what was driving Ryan crazy in that South Carolina loss where they're just running it on first down, running it on second down, then passing it on third down, punting on fourth. That's the old Dan Reeves offense. It's like, please uh. try something else. Yeah, shouts shouts to old Dan, the old ball coach. Yeah, I mean, the 90s was a different time. Yeah, it sure was. I've heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Indi- Way to age dunk on us. <laughs> 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 right, that was... <laughs> That was super sneaky and, and a little bit brutal. 97. As, uh, that, as that burn starts to settle wow. in, it hurts a little bit. <laughs> Did you hear that? 97, a I, full 97. 10 years. I ignored 97. Full 10 years younger. Wow. 97. Okay, 7-2, uh, and two, Indiana at number four Penn State. 
Penn State, 15-point oh. favorite. You know, I, I think wow, that this that's could... that's crazy. I know. I know. That's It's tempting it's for sure. a lot of faith after what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Holy I would still... Cow. I would still... Penn State, and they're going to... They'll cover that. It's crazy. Indiana's 7-2. and two. That's what's insane here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd take the lines, too, but <laughs> I need to start watching some Indiana tape. That's... Um, KJ Hamler, by the way, <laughs> undersized guy, getting yeah. some Marquise Brown comps. Impressive in the Minnesota game with his ability, despite being small, to make some nice contested grabs. Like him, their tight end is a stud. He'll be a 2021 guy. Okay. Great. I... Hey. hey, they also have one of the few uh, good edge ends. rushers yet. More tight ends from the Big Ten. One of the few good Woo. edge rushers remaining. Um, he's got a hyphenated name. And as, those. as Hanks found out, my ability to remember names has just <laughs> really become terrible. Uh, Gross Matos, though. Watch watch for him. He's uh, he's like maybe this, arguably the second best edge rusher in this class. You know, Not and much. just yeah. because you're uh, bringing up names, I feel like we should talk about the Wisconsin-Nebraska game, uh, which will feature star running back from Wisconsin, Andre. You got this? Jonathan Taylor. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Not <laughs> Jordan Taylor. Go. Not yes. Jordan Taylor. There we go. Ain't no sunshine. Um, let's just go wow. quickly. 14.5 point favorite for Wisconsin. Still yeah. taking Wisconsin? Oh, on easily. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep, there you Please. go. Easily. Jonathan Taylor's going to run right through them and yeah. right into some NFL team's program and immediately yeah. wash yeah. out. That um, guy will be out of the NFL in two years. Yeah, you think so? Monte uh, Ball? Yeah. Whoa. Huh? Hey, shots. I don't like that. I don't like that take. I mean, because the tread on his tires, like he's kind of an all-around guy who hasn't <laughs> doesn't have like a real skill. Be- like <laughs> Because those guys are always bad. Well, there you go. There you have it, because they're always bad. Yeah. I mean, find me the last successful. Well, Melvin Gordon would be the last and (laughs) only successful running back that that program's ever produced. Ron Dane. Ron Dane gave us an amazing Thanksgiving, and I will never forget that. And I appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that that Thanksgiving. Exactly. You know, he was great as part of Thunder and Lightning with Tiki, but Mm. no. Good times. Okay. Uh, We can move on to Michigan State at Michigan. Uh, R.I.P. Charles Rogers. (laughs) <laughs> what a sad story that was, man. Yeah, yeah truly. That yeah. really bummed me out because I remember when he got drafted and I yeah, was like, I know. hyped that is as hell on crazy. Him. And so I, I never really followed him, but <sighs> it was so weird to me to see that, to like read through everything and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't he know. just an unbelievable athlete, man. <laughs> at the at the Y, I mean, like he got drafted one spot ahead of Andre Johnson, and it was a unanimous decision. Like it was easy. And Andre huh. Johnson was like a borderline Hall of Fame NFL player. Oh yeah, like, and and he was a he was so good at probably at the greatest. What happened? What happened in the time. NFL? And well, uh, I mean, I he mean. got he, he I believe he broke his collarbone his first two years, okay. and then some of the skills started to slip, and then off the field issues kicked in, yeah. and you know, you know how these you know how these things go. Yeah, so yeah. tragic. Uh, but it was, yeah, I just wanted you know I saw that the other day, and it, it sucked and. Yeah. He was just an unbelievable. I remember watching him at, at Michigan State. Whew. Hard to believe. An insane talent. Yeah. Michigan, uh, maybe one of the, if not the one of the hottest programs in the country right now. And I expect that to continue. Good for them. Um, 13 and a half point favorites at the big house. I'm taking the Wolverines. Yeah. I, I am Same. too. As much as I don't want to, just because I have no faith in that program at mm-hmm. all, yeah. and I want to that put offense. that on record as often as I can. 
they got to win this one, and they've got to do it by two touchdowns. Totally have faith for them to win nine games a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Anything, anything beyond uh, that and which specific uh, games? Nah. Yeah. Decent prospects, though, State. on the defensive side here. Um, Levert Hill's intriguing. Donovan Peoples-Jones is intriguing. Kenny Donovan Wilkes Jones on been Michigan State years. is he feels like one of those guys who's been around forever and at that program he's just not going to get the touches he right. needs but you know he He'll does probably get drafted because he because of he was a recruiting hype basically exactly yeah. some team will be convinced that they can turn him into a Cordero Patterson kind of guy uh on to Wake Forest at Clemson mm-hmm. um 19th ranked Wake Forest at 5th oh, ranked you see that running Clemson but Clemson by 34 and a half points. Carlos Basham, the D- end on Wake Forest. Very intriguing. Funny how all these teams have good DN's edge rushers since we spent the whole first segment talking that down. Yeah. Um, we're very intrigued to watch what Tremaine Ankrum, the right tackle for Clemson, not talked about enough. Saw he got a senior bowl invite. Shout out to Matt McChesney, who talked about how this guy was an underrated guy two years ago on his pod. I remember chatting with Matt about that. Stuck behind Mitch Hyatt. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, pretty much. Um, but he's a great run blocker. Want to see him more in pass pro. Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, and uh, Trevor Lawrence against easily the best defense he's going to face all year? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Until and, you know, off. Isaiah Simmons, the best linebacker in the country. Th- those of you left on the Broncos need to draft a linebacker island. I, I don't think... I mean, if there are some of you out there in the ether, shout shout out to you. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to know you're you're doing okay. But um, yeah. Anyways, he's uh, worth considering. Okay, that's what you're into. You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wellness check on yeah, exactly. those who like exactly. the linebackers. Exactly. A wellness check for real. <laughs> Does Clemson win by five touchdowns? No. No. They haven't been doing that this year. Uh, I'll say yes. That's why okay. Hank thinks Trevor go. Lawrence is a fraud. So. I think I think they're I gonna I think they're gonna wax him. Five touchdowns. It would though. feel like this is the one game Dabble is able to get the team like into it and be like, the spread is only thirty four and a well, half. And, and <laughs> the he thing the thing like he that. needs the thing he needs to do is he needs to run up the score on everybody he has a chance to. Well, they might yeah. be motivated against they the one the, ranked team they're playing. They need the optics of of beating. A, a ranked team. True that. So True that. I think that'll be one where he lays it on them and, you know, there's no pulling Trevor Lawrence at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It's let's go out there and let's put up 65. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I think they need it. That's how you make it in. Um, 17th ranked Minnesota at 18th ranked Iowa. Well, now that's that's changed from I mean, that'll change for Minnesota. Yeah. They're like they're actually already in the top seven for the a- AP. They are. I wonder so. why this hasn't updated. Yeah, and Wake will That's be weird. lower because they lost this week too. So mm. take these I rankings with a grain of salt. That feels like a super classic letdown game for a program that doesn't know how to handle success long term. Could be. I mean, big game for Worfs right here, mm-hmm. right? That Minnesota defense is for real, led by Winfield, the star safety for the 2021 class. Congrats to you getting us talking about the 21-21 class because I feel like you could play a drinking game and get pretty sloshed if you drank every time I said 2021. That's true. Mm, Of course, now you'd have to listen to this, go back, re-listen to the whole show. I mean, 
if you're that guy, I, w- I will buy you a shirt. I'll buy you a wow. shirt right now. How about some Hot Peak IPA to be uh, Absolutely. playing with? Yeah, I'll ship that to you as well. I don't know how you would prove this to me, but I- I'm willing to consider it. <laughs> 2021. Um, you know, <laughs> Nate Stanley, people thought he Just was in good. Case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this will be a fun one. Iowa now, by two and a half? I don't, I don't know I that want, I would say fun. I want to this, know. This feels like a super classic Big Ten, 13 to 10, letdown game from Minnesota where somebody goes into Iowa, and it's just it's very low scoring and very boring. Jeez, you're probably right. It just it just has that feel. Tyler right? Johnson, really nice receiver for the Gophers too, and he's a guy who could really open the game up. Yeah, and we need to see AJ Epinesa. This would be a great time for you. Anytime, answer the call. Anytime. Rarely are you anti AJ, but yeah. this this is the rare oh, case. That's huh. true. I'll try to stick with my uh, big my pro AJ Brown guy over here. Huh? Yeah. What about AJ Johnson? AJ Green. Actually, A.J. Uh, Terrell, star cornerback <laughs> for Clemson. He's oh, one to watch in that wake. That's a whole other story. Okay. Okay. Do you not, um, other story. Other yeah, story. Yeah, Moving yeah, on, exactly. picks. Who's going to win? Two and a half points, Iowa. Which side are you betting on? Iowa. I think I think Iowa covers. I mean, I'd like better odds. If I can find that, I'll take the Hawkeyes. But, yeah, I, A.J. slowly convinced me that this will be an upset. <laughs> I can say that. There we go. <laughs> Even though I'm a PJ Fleck believer. There we oh, go. Big time PJ Fleck believer. <laughs> big this time. is you gotta you know, it's hard to take all the steps at once, right? Yeah. And right, 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 coming right. off the coming off the big win, it's very hard to avoid emotional letdown. And you know, they're not going into Rutgers this week or Maryland. Yeah, no, this you is know, a tough this, road game. This yeah. is a this is a real football team in a in a tough environment. A team so. that can match them with talent, match them in style for sure. It'll be hard. It'll be hard for them to match the the kind of the the emotion of last week and and carry that over again because they've just never had to do it before. Yeah, true. Final game between ranked teams: Navy at Notre Dame. Notre Dame nine and a half point. Favorites. Always Navy. I totally agree. Let's do it, baby. Always. I totally agree. Let's do it. Same thing with Air Force. Always Air Force. Always. Happy Veterans Day delayed to the the Navy. My uncle was in the Navy. There you go. There you go. Um, I think that that's all the football games we wanted to preview. Yep. Unless we want to dig into Montana Weaver State, but whatever. I mean, that's kind of a big one. My mom went to Weaver State. Really? Yep. Oh, so did Dane Lillard, bad. right? So did, yeah. yep. so did Harold Arsenal. <laughs> I bring Those are two of their time. seven Weber alumni. State. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Weber State. That's in Utah. That's right. Yeah. I always some of these small school names. It's just like yeah. it's it's impossible to know where they're from. My dad went to Kansas. My mom went to Weber State, mm. and then they met in Colorado. And halfway in between. Exactly, and there that's how go. I ended up a Colorado product. There you go. Who lived grew up in Texas. Outstanding. Perfect. Um, Very and, out of the way. Any final takes for the day? Or should I start asking for I mean, comments for next week? Red carpet to Kansas is going to beat OSU. Kansas is going to beat OSU. Wow. You just looked at my wow. laptop, saw that, and threw it out there. There's a hot take. Go go less miles. Wow. Go less miles. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I had a blast. I hit a button on my phone. Um, I had a blast. Nice. I hope you guys had a blast, too. Uh, it was a fun one, and we hope that you guys will leave some responses and questions in the comment section and we will get to all of those next week when we talk about all of the fun games we previewed today can uh, i just say it was it was just amazing to have it AJ was back on thank you so Appreciate much for it. doing this we just and, need uh, we miss you brother you're always yeah. in our hearts even when you're not on the pod if the abs so make the know that. if the abs don't make the playoffs hey will hey, that be before we won't talk about that 
That'll the be draft? In, yeah, it'll be in April. Okay. So last, so last week the regular season is first week of April. So if they are not postseason bound, I have lots of time on my hands. We are all big Avalanche fans here, but so, also yeah, that's not happening. We're fans yeah. of AJ being on the podcast. I don't know. Pick your priorities. Uh, thanks for coming on, AJ. It was appreciate a good it. Time. Thank you. Let's uh, let's stop recording now. I'm good. No better way to end the pod <laughs> than that. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh my god. I'm-